0: Did
1: it shit my whole life did it shit my whole life did it shit my whole life my whole life Alright So joining me today my guy guy Matt Matt Pavage Comedy on Instagram as I'm creeping on his Instagram right now Hello Matt is a, how would you describe yourself, stand-up comic? Well, I would
2: just like to say, firstly, before we get started, this guy comes to my house to record the podcast. First thing he says to me is, you just take up from a nap? Hmm. I said, no. He goes, why? I said, why? He goes, you look shot. (laughs) What kind (laughs) of backhanded remark, that's how we started the fucking
1: First thing I've said to you after like two years of seeing you, I think. Yeah,
2: you look shot.
1: Yeah, I look shot. though. <laughs> I, I, I barely sleep nowadays. But a little backstory. Matt is, we always reference people on the podcast that are like the older crew. Older, but like you're older than me. Like I'm like,
2: in the older crew.
1: Well, you know, so in our neighborhood, it's like you, Vin yes g like you guys are always the the generation older than us but you're you're how 30 30 years old 30 years old yeah i'm 28 so yeah yeah yeah. when i mean older i mean just a couple years
2: no no i know we we yeah we refer to you guys as mfa yeah yeah
1: the young bucks so young bucks so from the neighborhood we got to know matt and all the guys and we always like played sports and shit that was like the common theme we won uh, a
2: uh a football tournament once that's right
1: the one day
2: the one day football tournament that was crazy man i had a real rough night before that i think i took m dma the night before that did not sleep and just came straight to a football tournament
1: yeah and what sucked about that that was rough touch we were only like seven people yeah seven on the field yeah and then spam got hurt spam got hurt joe Joe got 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 hurt. hurt so we're really playing like we had spam just our buddy spam guy has like the best hands i've ever seen he's incredible he's, he's, he's there's always I'm that always one guy everyone always leaves him open they sell him short and like he's a first down he's yeah, danny mandola basically
2: yeah he looks like not that athletic so people put the worst receipt like worst defender on him but he's got hands for forever.
1: Yeah. So And then he rolls his ankle. We're just like, yo, Spam, look. We can't go out there with just four wide receivers. And I'm playing quarterback.
2: Spam kept playing, man. Yeah. He just and we kept took going, the ship down. Yeah.
1: We won the one-day tournament. And that was, was a great day. And then I always played with you guys, too, where um, you were like... I'm gonna put you over on the podcast using the wrestling term. You're an incredible defender too. Thank you. You were like the You were like the Ray Lewis of the defense. Every time we played.
2: Yeah, I'm loud. I yell a lot. I'm intense. You make plays uh, though. I make some plays. I make some plays.
1: Did you Did you play sports growing up? Like for for school for leagues or no?
2: I mean, I was in like a a church, like Catholic church basketball t- league, one year. Uh, we made it to the playoffs. Shout out. Uh, I forget our team name or whatever it was. It's been a while, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was in like eighth grade. I, I, I played like, uh, you know, in some leagues, but I never played for like my school. I went to LaGuardia High School, performing arts. Okay, so there were like no sports teams. There was like a basketball team, but I wasn't good enough. And there was like a gymnastics team that was incredible because all the dancers from the school were like right. also gymnasts.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, but other than that, I uh, I didn't. I've just playing casino my whole life.
1: Which is like so casino. We also we also talk about that a lot. It's like just like a regular Sunday rec league, but it gets competitive, man.
2: <laughs> it is the. Fu- I've been saying there should be a TV show about casino football league, man. Dude, it is. It's it like is. garbage men in their forties, and like just angry dads that come out and and put all their aggression from their shitty lives on the field and they take and it out on the y- young kids and they kids, take yeah. it out on us who because we're still like you know kind of athletic and uh it's fun man it's a really fun league
1: yeah and i'm sure a lot of people listening playing leagues like that where you got those dudes that are still hanging on to like their glory days and yeah shit, that and one
2: team that has like the baseball pants what's yeah. there? the enforcers or some shit they've been playing forever dude and gray hair just dancing in the wind
1: and they all show up with their with their letterman jackets their letterman
2: jackets from like 1976 you're like dude yeah, hang up sh- the cleats
1: uh, our, right. our first championship yeah <laughs> So, yo, I never <laughs> I never knew that, that you didn't, like, play sports, because I would have taken... Because, like, when when you see someone play football, right, and, and like, granted, we're not tackling and shit, but right. you do know, like, the nuances of the game, and you do know, like, the certain, like, you know, like, what a zone is, and man, and shit like that. I played a lot of play, Madden. I played a lot, a lot of, of Madden. Madden so, up, so, you're, yeah. like, the kid from, was it the... What's that movie with the rock with the the gridiron gang you ever seen gridiron gang no so gridiron gang the rock is in that movie with exhibit and he takes over sounds it. good already so i mean the rock's the man <laughs> yeah but one of the best doing it so the rock is like uh, a coach for these kids that are like juvenile delinquents okay. right they go in there and he builds a football program and then eventually they like play like other teams and whatnot spoiler alert and uh one of the kids like yo i played quarterback before he's like yo really he's like yeah i played quarterback so they made him the quarterback <laughs> and then he goes yo you don't know any like you don't." he's like yo i played quarterback in madden unbelievable so, so that's what that just reminds that's exactly
2: me of exactly me so i, Mad- I played madden. a lot of madden growing up and i would play franchise mode until like there weren't even any real players left like I would go like ten seasons deep, so like all the real players retired and it was just like those Avies that yeah. that was yeah. like H. Jones and like some generic like, some generic like Todd Phillips or something. Yeah, some it didn't shit. even have a real picture. It was like an animated picture. Those that's how hard I wrote out with Madden
1: in franchise mode. We do we do that too with the with the guys. We try to get our best to get thirty two people, which is impossible. That's hard. It's it, that that's hard. But we also do that too, where like we pick a team and then we legit have like a real drive. We talk about like a twelve hour thing. It's that's it's crazy. That's and we we've gone. The best we've done is it was like Madden seventeen. We went like four years in. Okay. Legit. We gave everyone had we put a forty eight hour rule where you had forty eight hours to play your game because people are busy and shit yeah, with yeah, yeah. their lives and whatnot. But it was cool, man. But it got to the point where you were saying like there was no more picture of the Everybody guy. Everybody was retired, dude. Everyone was retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so what other what other sports you into? Is football the only thing that you play, or even even I'm, like watching too?
2: Uh, I'm alright at basketball. Uh, baseball is real garbage for me. It's just too. I mean, like I'll get into it during the playoffs, but like regular season i really i don't know who's even doing well i don't i the older i get really i don't follow any sports like i'm a huge jets fan uh-huh. and even like that like i'm slipping on like who they drafted and like what's going on with the team right and uh i'm out this obviously this nba free agency has been nuts every day you know my phone's chirping with some some new guy getting traded trade. yeah so i follow i follow sports but i'm not like a a huge stats guy or like a dude that's going to like sit at the bar and argue who the top five greatest you know quarterbacks of all time are for six hours i'm just like a fan uh, yeah you
1: know? yeah well the thing the thing like with baseball with me is I, i'm a met fan i don't know what team you like i don't
2: care new, i, I root for new york if new the york, mets right. are doing good that's great you know the so yankees have obviously done better in my yeah,
1: life yeah so so like with me with baseball is i'm a mets fan so whenever the mets are good spoiler alert very rarely. Very rarely. <laughs> uh, I tune in and I follow. Like for the most part now, like I have the alerts just like you on my phone, so I see when they win or lose. But I can't tell you, like you know, Pete Alonzo won the Home Run Derby, and like He's our a boy, rookie, right? Yeah, and our boy Spam was like. Blasting him all over Instagram, dislapete yeah. and whatnot. So it's like that's what the Mets fans have. That's like a top ten Mets moment.
2: Yeah. I read but, somewhere that he made more in the home run derby than he did in his contract. Yeah, because he's double. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, and then they're that's like wild.
1: And then people are like, Yo, why is he so excited? It's like, dude, this isn't oh, like that's
2: huge. Yeah, that's like this a life changing amount of money for that dude. For sure. This yeah. isn't
1: Bryce Harper making thirty five million a year. there's right. a kid that just got called up, really. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that that's like me with baseball. It's just, it's mad games, bro. Like, right now, it's...
2: sixty-two. How do you care, dude? Yeah. That's one thing I'll applaud baseball players for. Every single pitch they get in that position and are ready for a ball. To, and it's like...
1: And it might I not even have, get hit to them.
2: I know. It probably won't. Probability yeah. is highly against it going to them. But they have to be ready. It's like perseverance to the um umteenth level
1: oh yeah yeah definitely and it, it's such a grind too man like you're in you're in two different cities a week Crazy. playing for so many games back to back you i think they have like a month worth of days off in six like in a six month period yeah it's, and like
2: know? right now they're playing it's a 95 degrees outside it's
1: it sucks you were, so we were saying before we were texting each other you're like yo, we're going to record this in, in, in my room, and I have the AC on. Is that cool? I was like, listen, there's no way we're not having the yeah. AC on. We're going to have to deal with it. Luckily I
2: apologize for the hum. No, nah, it was
1: good. It was good. I made sure to do a mic check. But, yeah, dude, it's like 98 degrees. The humidity sucks in New York. Just yeah. getting around and shit. It's and then awful.
2: playing baseball that just standing yeah. in the sun.
1: yeah. And then like with football you mentioned something about football it's so easy to consume too like you watch it once a week once a week and it's on a sunday where
2: not a lot's going on nothing's
1: going on bro. yeah you know you just one of the things that i like with casino and i know you guys do because we watch watched games together in the past on sundays you go you play your games sunday mornings yeah come back shower everyone goes to someone's house just watch football. order wings football cook I know uh, Vin, shout out Vin, your roommate, he, he used to do, like, the whole feast at his house yeah, with his Yeah, he, he would chef some shit up, man. Yeah, and then, like, yo, you're just stuck to the TV for eight hours, so with football... Red Zone, oh, Red Zone. That was the must. greatest channel yeah, ever yeah.
2: invented in television
1: history, For man. sure. And, and like, with, just with football, it's just so easy to take in, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, now it's kind of, you know, there's a game on Thursday, there's a game on Monday, there's a, there's a game Sunday night, but still, it's, it's still, like, yeah, you can it's compact it's not yeah
1: and you know that if the jets win it's a big thing every and game counts exactly. every
2: game is huge every down matters that's yeah. the thing about baseball it's just like who how do you keep caring how is the how is the manager on the phone with the bullpen caring about the next pit it's like don't you want to just sit down and take a few innings off i mean it must be so you have to really love the game of baseball. Yeah, I remember that's just not in my DNA.
1: I had this guy, I had this guy on the show a while ago. He's a uh, professional sports better and he was saying how, yo, know, if you really think about it, so 160, right? And then 16 games for every one loss an NFL team suffers, it's 10 losses of baseball team. Yeah. So like we see it uh, being like New Yorkers. The media is crazy. Yo, when, when the Jets or Giants go on like a 3-4 game losing streak, Season's that's like, f- imagine a team losing 40 straight games in baseball. It would be crazy. It's wild. And yeah. that's why the games mean more with, 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 with football, like yeah. on Sundays and shit.
2: Even basketball, very long season. And yeah. then half the teams make it to the playoffs. It's like, I only start getting excited in the playoffs. And I'm a Knicks fan, so I'm never really excited about the basketball that much. But so, How
1: are you feeling about the Knicks nowadays?
2: I'm so glad they didn't get Russell Westbrook. I, I I'm sw- with you on I that. swore to a couple friends. I said, I, this is this will be the— Because I really all directions pointed to them getting him because it was like—
1: It was a typical Knicks. We swung typical, on— Typical. We missed,
2: missed on Durant. We missed on a couple other people. Let's take the guy that's an obvious cancer. No one can win with him.
1: Also, to be fair, he's like— gonna be 31 he's a guy that's built on athleticism yeah those guys don't really last forever no
2: i mean how many times have we stefan marbury even like steve francis Steve
1: francis yo <laughs> I was gonna say Steve Francis. carmelo bro.
2: anthony just chumps dude people that are great basketball russell westbrook don't get me wrong he's an incredible basketball yeah. player but i don't think he's ever gonna win yeah the whole thing and i mean i guess the knicks don't really care about winning the whole thing there's still the number one most uh profitable franchise in basketball which is, wa- which is
1: what which just goes to show you like the strength of just being from new york just
2: Madison square garden dude people yeah. are going to come to games every night yeah,
1: yeah i've never
2: been to a Knicks game that was empty yeah and i've gone at the end of seasons when they had no shot at anything and just garbage people can't even give the seats away yeah that's why i'm there tickets and the place is still packed
1: and and they're still like they're still pretty pricey man i know like last row in the in in, in the four hundreds, you're still looking like you're gonna pay over a hundred dollars for it's a ticket. Insane against dude. like the Wizards, who are against also a yeah, shit team. You exactly, know? <laughs> dude. It, it's unbelievable, but I yeah, know. that just goes to show you the power of uh, uh, of MSE in New York. So l- l- let's talk a little bit about you, man. Like what um you're into stand up, you're into comedy, and the reason why I wanted to get you onto this is because like I think like a comedian, in in, in a strange way. You guys do a lot of stuff that, like, athletes do, like, the perseverance, the hustle, the, like... Sure, it's not training, like, you're not in the gym five hours a day, but, like, you're working on... We're in the streets, though, man. You're in the streets, yeah. So, like, tell me, like, what is it, you know, tonight you don't have a show, but you have shows the rest of the week. So, like, what's, like, give me... How long do you spend, like, on your sets or whatnot?
2: Yeah, uh, I do a lot of stand-up. Stand-up is an incredible grind. I see what you're saying about, like, the training aspect of it. You know, I've been doing garbage shows Mm. for years i was doing just 10 people in a basement that smelled weird you know just grinding trying to trying to figure out what's funny half the time people don't speak english yeah
1: let's backtrack a bit when did you start stand-up and when did you want to start stand-up
2: 10 years ago i started stand-up Uh, maybe even a little bit more than 10 years ago was the first time I was on stage Mm. but when I made like the conscious like I'm gonna actually try and do this was probably
1: like 10 years ago and then so you started off like these small shows 10, 20 people barking
2: is something that you have to do in stand up comedy when you first start so I guess you don't have to but it's what I did is uh, you stand outside of uh, there's places in the West Village that are like back room bars Uh and uh, they have a showroom at the back and you say, hey, you want to come into this free comedy show to people on the streets? And if you get enough people in, they give you, like, five minutes. And uh, so I did that for a couple years. And then I started uh, producing shows uh-huh. to try and get, like, I would run my own show. So this way I had the stage. I picked the comics. You know, I had a lot of friends back like, then. Right. Because I, before I did comedy, like, you know, I, I just, you were, I was younger. You have more friends when you're younger.
1: Right. As you get older... yeah Yeah, i was
2: in like college and stuff so i had like college buddies and stuff so they would all come out and they would pack the shows out and like people would be like what how'd you get all these people here and i was like i don't know i did you know comedy is pretty easy it just works for me yeah it just works uh and uh so then that way i was able to like trade spots with some other people that ran shows uh
1: so so like uh, an example would be like if i was a comedian you'd be like yo Yo, I'll Nick, come show. on my show, and then I would give you in return a spot on my show then. Yeah, hopefully. Gotcha. I
2: mean, that is the... It's That's like the goal to it.
1: Yeah, you scratch like my back, I scratch yours yeah, 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 kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. Uh, so I started doing that, ran a show for, uh, you know, a couple of years. That was fun. I was still barking on days that I didn't have shows, doing open mics. Uh, open mics are brutal, you know. It's all comics who don't laugh at anything. They're stuck in their own heads because they're thinking about what they're going to say.
1: So, like, on an open mic, your audience is other comedians? Other comedians. Oh, I can see why that could be tough.
2: Yeah, comedians don't laugh, really. They're yeah, they're yeah, yeah, like They think, why, they they think, think like, why s- is that funny? Right, why, what right. Is, they're, like, analytical more than...
1: Critiquing you as yeah. opposed to, like, listening to what you're saying.
2: And a lot of stuff that comedians find funny, a regular audience is not going to find funny. Right. They're, like, we're, like, sicker and, like, darker and, like... There, I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone do something at open mic absolutely kills Then I just see them trying to do it at a show and people are like I want to leave this is like boring or and yeah, yeah. Like, just like too dark gotcha uh, they call that playing to the back of the room so like comedians will stay in the back of the room even during a real show whoever's next or whatever sometimes you're in the back of the room so making the back of the room laugh is cool because uh-huh. it's like approval from your peers right but it's not necessarily going to generate laughs from the rest of the audience the rest of the audience yeah so uh yeah man then i won uh this contest called new york's funniest in 2015 and that was a really good look uh it's like a thing that carolines does mm-hmm. every year as part of the new york comedy festival And uh, I got a bunch of really cool opportunities from that. I got to do some headlining gigs and, like, uh, really, like, stretch out. Do, like, 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, shit.
1: You do sets that long? Yeah. Oh, nice.
2: And not as much as I'd like to. But, uh, you know, especially in the city, it's hard. But when you go other places, like Pennsylvania, D.C., A.C., uh, you get to, you know, do more headlining sets. So that's always fun. Uh, And...
1: What was the question? Is there like, well, uh, we were just What's talking the about parallel like how you between sports. No, and no, just like how you started and like th- with the. With oh you yeah. You know, the, and the I term also Barking. Yeah. I find that interesting though, because like I, I think the parallel with comedians and like, and like with with athletes is it's it's a grind, right? Like to you've been doing it for ten years, and then there's other like these athletes, like they've been doing it for a long time too, because like they start at a, you know, twelve, eleven years old, Children. and then they work through high school and shit, and like they might be playing in front of a hundred people if that and then eventually they go to d1 schools and then from there they graduate and go into the nfl or nba or whatnot yeah for sure and like like i said i think the analogy the the analogy i would use is like i don't know what like your surroundings are when you're working on your set like i don't know if you're on your bed or you're doing it or whatever it is but it's like that's your weight room yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's where you're putting in the behind the scenes stuff so when you do go and do 10, 15, 60 minute sets, for sure. You're prepared for it. So and
2: there's also limited spots the same way there are in sports. Yeah, right? there's only five people on a basketball, 12 people on a basketball. T- you know, there's only So yeah. there's only a certain level of super duper famous comedian like people that everyone knows, Chris Rock, Amy Schumer, Dave Chappelle, you know. But but
1: even even those guys like they put in mad work yeah, they put in so time much and yeah, time I and mean, time
2: chappelle's been doing it forever there's yeah. clips of him when he's 19 yeah you know? uh, and i think the comedy landscape is changing in a major way and uh, not just the comedy landscape like the world landscape like there's not really superstars anymore because
1: everyone's a star
2: it's not it's just everything's so fractured right Like everyone has their niche market. Uh There's no cable TV. Nobody watches TV anymore. It's all whatever you want. You go and you find it. There used to be five channels, and Johnny Carson was on. And if you were on Johnny Carson, the next day you had a sitcom, and it was crazy. Yeah. That was like that a was springboard to your next. Yeah. Now, I mean, I have friends that have done late night spots. That, you know, it, it, it doesn't affect their career at all. But there's people on Instagram with a million followers doing, you my dick's in the blender. You know, like <laughs> just the stupidest shit ever. And yeah. people, people love it. So uh, I think that is very interesting. And contrary to sports like sports you can work r- really hard and if you're the best at that sport you're gonna make it to the pros right yes comedy there's people that are so good at comedy that you will never know exist yeah but it's just the way that it shakes out i mean
1: and even like e- even like you with, with what you're doing now with you comedy also yeah.
2: sorry not to No, no can not beat someone at comedy
1: right it's, it's subjective. It's subjective. Like, I yeah. might find you funny. Someone might be like, yo, I didn't get nothing out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yo, I think the funniest guy is Joey Diaz. Yeah,
2: he's incredible.
1: But I don't, this is going to sound horrible, but his stand-ups don't do it for me. It's just when he's talking. But when he's podcast. on, like, Joe Rogan, when he's on a podcast... Yo, I, I watched him on Hot Wings the other day. Dude, yeah. I'm in tears.
2: Yeah, I've never seen a stand-up, to be honest.
1: He, he's been on, like, uh, Comedy Central. Yeah. Right? Like, 10, 15 minutes and whatnot. But, like, dude, I'm telling you, yo, I'm, like, watching, like, Best of Joey Diaz on, like, Volume 1, 45-minute no, video. he's incredible on, on Rogan. He, some it's, of his stories... Dude, like it's... How it's, he's still alive. Yeah, but, but just, like, he's so funny to me there. Are, are there people like that? Where, like, maybe... Maybe like not on. Well, you said like they might not be big, but I'm saying are there people that you find funny, but maybe on their like when they do stand up, they're not. Is there uh, is there a different transition? Yeah,
2: for sure. There's people that I that I know that I'm like, you, you're so funny in real life. If you could translate that to your comedy, you'd be much further along. I think, to be honest, my cousin is the funniest person in the world to me. He mm. makes me laugh harder than anybody in the whole world. And he would never, ever even attempt stand up comedy. But he's like he's to me he just gets me and like our humor is similar i guess and he is the funniest person in the whole world to me uh and then like people meet me and they're like you're not that funny like in person and i'm like yeah i I guess like i'm not really like on
1: that's the thing like a lot of people want you to be on all the time like yeah all right give me a joke or like like you're like an act and it's like no well like there's places like where a, i am yeah, there's a there's
2: stage and a microphone yeah, there i'll like, be funny it's, it's a thing that you do it's not like
1: yeah, yeah. you know so we've we, we've been lucky to build a fan base and sometimes we'll go out to to places and like we'll, we'll meet fans and whatnot and they'll come up and like they'll just start talking like crazy stats and like football numbers and it's yeah. like i wasn't really prepared for this conversation yeah, man yeah, i appreciate yeah. the support so i can see what you mean by like someone coming and being like yo i've even seen it with joe like people come up to joe and they're like Yo, man, uh, make me laugh or something. It's like, dude, it's like, it's a Not complete. Right like, I'm just trying to have a beer with my bros yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
2: For sure, I get that all the time.
1: Going back to the, so you win this contest, right? And like, you've been also on MTV.
2: Oh yeah, that that was. Comedy is a real roller coaster uh, type experience. Uh, so yeah, I was on this show called Joking Off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on for three seasons. It was uh, it was a very interesting show
1: i gotta say as someone that tuned in yeah i was so like joe has done his stuff with youtube and like I, I met some other people but like you were someone i would say that i actually knew yeah and then seeing you on mtv i was like damn son that's super dope and like yeah. inspiring because i was, was like Yo, that's a that's an actual kid from the neighborhood that got on like a network like a a popular ass channel you Yeah, know it
2: was cool but the show was not great it was uh it was uh they, they cast the shit out of it. Like, if you look at the people that were on it, like, Jesus uh-huh. and Mero were on yeah. that show before they were... They, they got to where they yeah. got to. Uh, Mattel, just, like, great, great comedians that are doing really, really incredible work right now. So they, they cast it well, but, like, something just didn't click with the audience. So that was, like, something where I was like, oh, my God, my life is going to change. This is going to be so cool. I'm going to, you know, my social media following is going to blow up, and then yeah. I'll be... Me and James, my, like, comedic partner make our own videos. And I was like, all of our own videos are going to blow up. Like, this is going to be great. And then that wasn't really the case. Three seasons, we did it. It just never really caught on. So it was like, all right, back to the drawing board. We make this video called Coincidence, which I don't know if you've seen it. It's on YouTube. That goes viral, Uh like wildly viral, like 20 million views on Facebook, like 5 million views on uh, YouTube. For some reason it goes viral. Super viral in Taiwan. So they fly us out to Taiwan. <laughs> no shit, really? Yeah. To shoot a car commercial uh, for this company called Skoda. We were there for eight days. It was like a fever dream, dude. Asia is a completely different world.
1: My uh, dream city to visit is Tokyo.
2: Dude, go. Yeah. Asia is nuts, man. You feel like you're in an, like a different world, a right? A different, completely different world. Uh down to, like, the bathrooms are different. Just, like, eh, eh, it's insane. The way of life, right? The way of life. The way they eat, dude. They, we were eating some fucking wild shit. Uh, they try to st- they, We were, like, celebrities. There was, like, a flash mob in the middle of Taipei. It was crazy. And it was funny because they were emailing us for, like, a month. And they were, like, hey, come to Taipei. And it was, like, kind of in broken English. So we thought it was, like, a scam? one of those scams where yeah, it's, like, yeah. send your social security number. <laughs> <and> <laughs> So we just ignored it, and then they, they were persistent, and we were like, maybe we should reach back, like you never know, like, and then they sent us a video of the women's national Taiwanese basketball team doing the dance at halftime, and we were like, okay, they couldn't have made this up, like this is, this is real. So we hit them back, and then we flew out to Taiwan. So like, the opportunities that I've had have been like insane, and then at the same time like-
1: Not what you expected
2: it's not even not what i expected it's definitely not what i expected but it's also like people think because then like i would be i was working at bear burger like two years ago right and like a girl walked in that i knew from the neighborhood and was like why are you here she was like i thought you were doing well you know (laughs) she she didn't say that but she said it like with her eyes with her eyes yeah, yeah facial expressions so you know it's it's uh it's a crazy up and down world and i guess I, I you know i wouldn't have it any other way like i love doing comedy and like uh that's just part of the game i guess it's a journey man it's, it's the all journey, it's yeah. all
1: part of like the book that you're writing you know it's, exactly it's very similar to like us with the podcast right we're, we're coming up on the four-year anniversary Congrats, of us. Man. thanks man and, and you know we're doing the shows and whatnot and it's like you know, every now and then we get something like, and I'm sure I want to get to this too, where like you wanted to like give up on it or like quit on like saying though, because you're like, damn, son, I've been doing this shit for two years now. I'm like, fuck, I'm not getting no momentum. Like it's, it's might be getting stale, might be, you know, just like you're at the same place. And then like something comes along, like the, you win this com- um, New York comedy festival thing, yeah. right? And then it's like, yo, you know what, the shit I'm doing kind of works. Yeah. Right? You know, like with me, I do, you know, I also do the sports betting stuff and like, this company from england wrote this article never heard of them something similar to you with like the taiwanese people reaching yeah. out to you i get this i get this tweet and my phone is blowing up right away i'm thinking i'm like oh joe must have retweeted some of my things right. being one of his good friends anytime he retweets something it goes like viral pretty much you know and then i see it's like matchbook matchbook is the name of the company out in london i'm like what the hell is this i like a mad notification it's not my birthday you know right and it's like oh uh uh nick and nippy degeneration bets one of the best sports betting shows in the world that's huge. I was like what the hell I was like okay so this thing is working you know like uh i get this gig with chat sports where now i do content with them we get sponsors for the show so it's like you need those wrong yeah man. you need those little things you need
2: those little tokens that the universe goes here you go keep doing this yeah yeah and you put it in the machine and you twist the thing, and the gumball comes down. And you get another gumball, and you go, "All right, I'm gonna chew this."
1: And it's like and a power it, up for a couple months. It powers
2: up, but then the gumball loses flavor, dude. Yeah, and yeah, you, you go, have to like reinvent shit, yourself. Shit, I gotta and find another token. And now the game is so weird, man, so weird. Like, what would
1: you say has changed the most from when you got into stand up to right now? So we're looking at like a decade, and I know th- a lot. The has internet, changed. man. Yeah, it's, the internet. It's the That's the freaking, prime answer.
2: It's the it's kids on instagram selling out theaters or or comedy clubs for a whole weekend they've never done stand-up before man they the bagel boss guy
1: oh dude yo we were having Bagel
2: ha- boss guy's gonna be doing stand-up in a month i promise you yeah. i promise you the bagel boss guy is gonna have his own something and it's it's like there's no talent there there's no that guy shouldn't be on tv he yeah. he he did something really stupid, yeah. and we're we're obsessed with that kind of stuff right now. But is he really going to do forty five minutes at Caroline's?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Th- what about the girl that was on? Uh, was it Dr. Phil or one of those shows, The Catch Me Outside? Girl?
2: She actually, I fuck with bad baby. Oh, you do? Okay,
1: <laughs> I do too I, too. I just wanted to use that as an example. <laughs> she has some bangers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's writing them for her, but I like she actually. But but like the moment, like before that no one like you know it was a viral moment that catapults these people into a different atmosphere i know dude i know and she
2: really took it and ran with it man and uh, sometimes i wonder like maybe i missed my moment you know what i mean like i had buzz on me i had heat on me i was taking all these meetings i was doing all this i was like really in it for a while and like maybe that all dried up but like you can't think like that or else you're toast
1: yeah 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 so um you say the internet, right? Uh, what um what has changed as far as like the audience that comes to see you? Have you noticed any differences there?
0: Uh, are
1: people more sensitive nowadays cuz I've I, I've listened to a lot of comics whether it's on like stand up or interviews and they say that like there's like a fine line that people are afraid yeah, to walk. Yeah,
2: people are, people are definitely getting offended quicker. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not really this guy that is super offensive. I mean, I have some divisive jokes for sure and like i push buttons but like i'm not i'm not experiencing it as bad as 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 some people at the end of the day man I, this is truly how i have to look at it and like how i actually feel about it if it's funny it's funny and people are going to laugh yeah sometimes a joke is not ready and you say it and it's not funny yet and it's on some sensitive subject matter and it bombs and it's weird and the audience gets weird and sometimes there's just weird people in the audience there's just sensitive you know super sensitive people right i call a woman a bitch in one of my jokes because the woman's acting like a crazy bitch <laughs> and one time this woman on the side of the stage was like Where just think it's funny how you refer to women as bitches and i was like i don't refer to women as bitches I, that particular woman was being a major bit did you hear the story she's a she's a bitch yeah. in the story yeah so i i've dealt with that a little bit you know i have some jokes that are a little racy but you know l- at the end of the day if it's funny man it's it's funny and people are gonna laugh
1: i've heard people compare comedians to like modern day philosophers where you guys sort of say things that people might think and feel, but are afraid to. For
2: sure, I think that's that's a big thing. Uh, I wouldn't ever consider myself a philosopher.
1: <laughs> I wish I had this recorded because your face definitely explains that.
2: Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm doing mostly dick jokes. Uh, not really, but you know what I mean. Like I'm not like Chappelle is a straight up philosopher. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Uh, yeah, the great, w- the real great ones are, and I'm only ten years in, and I hope to one day be considered on that level. But right now, I'm just trying to make people laugh, and I think that that's something that's been lost too. Like, people take it so seriously, and uh, everyone's trying to make all these points. And sometimes people just want to sit back and not talk about Trump for forty-five minutes. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? And forget that that's going on, and like that the world's on fire. You yeah, know what
1: I mean? Yeah, people want to just listen to like make them laugh. They don't want to have cuz I I I've, I've noticed that when people try to bring politics into sports, right? And this isn't like picking any sides or anything, just like the general topic of politics. When you bring it into sports, people are like, "Yo, man, I just want to hear if the Giants are going to cover by 3 or yeah. if the Giants are going to win." You know, yeah. like if I want if I want politics, I'll go to like Fox or I'll go to CNN, you know? And I have right. noticed that a lot and y- you know y- you're right on that with it's the a certain
2: type of certain type of person you know some people so people feel very strongly about those things and they want to involve them in every aspect of their life i just don't know if that's exactly where i'm at
1: with yeah things. it's also like an escape too like exactly sports like are pe- an escape yeah an comedy escape. also like I, I want i want to go to your show i don't i want to be like yo you know what i've had a rough week let me go see matt i want to laugh yeah. enjoy myself yeah i don't want matt to bring up things that like the reason why i'm upset right you know so yeah and, I do. and
2: the great ones can you know even make that stuff funny you know they can they can take the stuff that's going on in your head that's like the worst possible shit and and still you know make it funny but i don't know still how long really does my it brand
1: how long does it take for you to create a new 10 minute set new material 10 minutes probably like six months really yeah stop i swear a 10 minute set is six months yeah at least i
2: don't generate stand-up material very quickly
1: wow yeah i've known i i know it's not like all right i'm gonna sit in my room for a week and do it i know it's not that but damn yeah that puts it in a different perspective man when people do like um, uh, is, is one of your goals to one day do like a Netflix special or like a big hour long of course long? of course I would love to do an hour um, so you're looking at like a two year thing of preparation or
2: if it was all new I mean none of my stuff has really been put out yet which is cool uh, in one regard and not cool in one, in the other Yeah, regard. yeah, yeah. yeah because but I'm sitting on some 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 heat if you will there you go you know jokes that I know work uh, I would love to put out an album or that's something I'm talking about doing just to get all that old stuff out and and start writing some newer stuff because even like my style has changed
1: a lot i can imagine you reinventing yourself after 10 years of doing it when
2: i first started man i was like super high energy i was doing impersonations and like voices and like
1: characters and now it's just
2: like i'm sort of just myself and like
1: because i feel like that becomes gimmicky too it does yeah and like you can make a character, but then that's not really you. And I, I know. think people like and authenticity. It, and it was
2: working a- Anytime any time I got a laugh, like I thought, like, oh, that's what's working and that's what I have to stick with. But like some of it was like really hacky, like, you know, garbage stuff. People some people love that shit. Yeah. So it's just about being true to like what you think is funny. And like I have like a weird sense of humor, I think, so it's hard for me to like equate what I think is funny to what people are actually going to think is funny. It's like a weird process.
1: How do you find that balance?
2: You just test out jokes, man. You just get up on there and tell a brand new one and hope that so it works.
1: you would do that brand new one on like a uh, 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 like how often do you try new stuff? Like when you so like say you have a show Friday night. Yeah. Like how much are you going there with prepared jokes now i'm not saying bullet points like all right i'm gonna say this here the no and there. there's
2: bullet points it's called a set list and that's a very real thing in comedy like oh yeah you so write you out, follow like you a, write script. Out a set list yeah if you're it depends man like if you're trying to go in there and smash you know what i mean like really like you uh if you're getting paid so you there's like pressure for you to like deliver, deliver. they expect something from you yeah but uh it, it then there's like bar shows where there's no pay and it's on a tuesday and there's 15 people there, and you go, okay, maybe I can crack open the notebook and try and figure some of these new babies out. But even then, man, you still want to do well, yeah. you know. You save it with a joke that you know works. If it doesn't work,
1: what uh? How'd you feel when you got your first standing ovation?
2: I have never gotten a standing ovation. Really, really.
1: But uh, all right, so like, how'd you feel when you when you left? And oh, I guess
2: when I won New York's funniest, people stood up.
1: I would assume so, yeah. but I also mean like that was cool when you when you leave off the stage, and you finish. Like I'm sure you've been, you've said to yourself, "Yo, I crushed that." Oh, But then for I'm sure. sure you've also said, "That was a disaster." Oh, that's just like that's that's even me with podcasts. Like I'll, I'll we'll we'll end the podcast. I'll be like, "That was pretty rough. <laughs> I should apologize on Twitter that I wasn't feeling well or something." <laughs> i like, will try to come up with an excuse. But like, but how did that feel? That I'm sure that was validating when when like you left and you're like people came up to you maybe after the show or something of course
2: man there's uh there's a very cool feeling stand-up is immediate you know right you say something into the microphone and people judge it very quickly right away in that moment so uh you know if you're doing well or not in that in each moment that passes, every second that ticks, uh, while you're on stage, like you, you know how you're doing. It's no, it's no secret. Yeah. So, uh, bombing is obviously horrible, but it's necessary. You know, if you're especially if you're trying out new things or switching the order around, or and sometimes it's just not even your fault. It could be a bad show. You could have gone first. You know, the audience, the host could have sucked up top. There's like a million. It's the most subjective. I can do a sh- three shows in one night, right? First show could go okay, and I could say, you know what? I really want to work on that set. I'm gonna do the exact same joke. Second show, you could fucking rip the roof off the place. People coming up to you after, what's your Instagram? Uh. Third show, same material, and you bomb. Mm-hmm. So,
1: there's other factors that go into there's it. There's a million other
2: factors. There's oh, I didn't, I didn't do this with my finger at that exact point that i did and for some reason that was funny you know what i mean like there's it's like scientific but also like a not it's like whimsical laughter is like not a real quantifiable thing am i making any sense
1: no no you're right yeah because it, it goes back to what we were saying about like it's it's such a subjective like genre of entertainment where you might find something funny i might not right you know and that's so hard and yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. That's a hell of a point, how you get instant either success or failure from your audience.
2: Yeah, there's no, like, winning either, like I said earlier. Like, Djokovic beat Federer on Sunday, right? Yeah. He is better. He beat him. There's, yeah. no, there's none of that in comedy. There's, like, roast battles, but, like, that's not – that doesn't make you
1: be- – I don't know. I, don't I still know. can't stop thinking about you saying that it would take six months to come up with a completely new – That's set. for me.
2: I'm not, I'm not a super prolific – stand-up comedian writer at the moment you know there's been times where i've put out a new 10 in like a month i'm just feeling myself like everything's clicking yeah. like everything's working and i it's also about like experiences right like you go on vacation somewhere some crazy shit happens you might have a new 10 minutes mm. you sit in your room for six months and don't do anything where where are you yeah gonna get you're not gonna have
1: no experiences yeah No, but it's funny how, like, you know, I I recently tried to put out a a four-minute video (coughs) on uh, Kemba Walker, Uh right? So Kemba Walker made the All-NBA team this year, and he was eligible for the Supermax. Now, what the Supermax is, they made that, they brought that into the league a couple years ago because, like, all those, like, small market teams, we don't have that issue because we live in New York, but we also don't have no superstars. But all these small market teams, what the NBA tried to do was try to keep their guys from leaving. Right. So they made this thing called the Supermax where if you made either the all NBA team, you want an MVP or like a defensive player of the year thing, they could have gave you up to $80 million more than another team. So Kemba Walker was eligible for that with the Hornets. But like the Hornets are trash and they're always going to be trash whether they have him or not. Yeah. So it's like. The dilemma that they had was all right, do we give Kemba Walker to Supermax five years, $220 million?
2: So much money.
1: And then we're going to be like, at best, a 40 win team one time, right? Right. Or do we let him walk and no one's fucking going to Charlotte to watch games if Kemba's not there? So I made this like five minute video shot. I put like, actually, like, bought a tripod, three tripods. I went to the park. I was shooting jump shots. I was like narrating it. Cut up, yo, spent like, a, a whole weekend on this thing like morning to night didn't even post it because when i finished it i was like this is awful
2: hey at least you know man
1: yeah Some but, people don't but, know that but like you're right i i i relate that to your experience thing right like if i didn't go out and try that i wouldn't have known if you just sit in your room for six months and don't do shit you're not going to be able to come up with creative ideas or new stuff for sure what um so after you do mtv right did you notice um Like, the opportunities came because of that platform?
2: Not really, man. There wasn't much... The show didn't do well, so there was no real, like, buzz around the MTV stuff. The the more buzz that we got was me and James put out... uh, The video. Like, 40 videos on this YouTube channel called Handsome Dancer. And they're, like, pretty high quality. Like, you know, we have, like, a crew... Not a crew, but, like, we have a DP and, like, a sound guy. Yeah. And they're, like, professionals. And, like... They look good and they sound good and, like... People were like, oh, how, where are you getting all this money? And we were like, oh, th- this is just us, like w- two guys. like yeah. And f- five people working on a project together. So people saw that and were like, oh, we could make money off that. And so we had all these meetings and they sort of just dried up, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you add that like in, like do comedians have a resume?
2: Yeah, of course. I have a resume. And like It's you more have of like k- a, a bio than yeah, a, than yeah, a resume. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is what I've done. These are the
1: how long I've been doing it. Yeah, where I've performed. The one I, yeah, because yeah, like even, even what else with the show, like my resume now has you know, every every opportunity that I've gotten personally, or like even with the show, it hasn't been like, all right, so what's your degree in, or like what no. it's like. It's all like, all right, so show how long you've been doing do? yeah, yeah. Oh, this company wrote an article about you, like dope. Put that shit in there, like you know. We had a sponsor with Sea Geek and shit. It's like that's what they want to hear nowadays. And yeah. I think a lot of that is like goes back to what you said before about like the internet being like the prime change between what you started and now, like.
2: And I feel like I haven't caught up. Does that make any sense? Like, I'm a millennial, I guess. Yeah. When I was born in '89. Yeah. And I, I i try and limit how much time i'm on my phone like it almost feels like i this like wave happened with like instagram and all this shit and i was like ah, i don't need to do that i'm funny on stage and like i missed a boat yeah like it's crazy man
1: nah i dude I, i i couldn't agree with you more um as far as like screen time i'm not ashamed to say this i surpassed six hours on like the regular really it's pathetic fourth of july week i kind of like took to social media and i was like yo i'm just gonna shut it down for the week yo not being on twitter and instagram 90 minutes tops every day and it was mostly like the group chat talking dumb shit like trying to schedule our fantasy league right was a big conversation and then like yo where are we going friday night yeah which was like a 30 minute conversation that's about it like social media consumes my entire life especially with this thing and that's another thing why i think it's relatable with like what i'm doing with the sport what we're doing with the sports stuff i should say and like a comedy thing where like if you don't get on that wave even if you it might have passed you you gotta like get on that wave because i know it it makes or breaks you nowadays man i know
2: dude i know and like i would say that i'm in like a, a you know a little bit of like a funk when it comes to like creativity for the last like couple months you Mm -hmm. know and that's like just part of my waves like i i go up and down you've seen me like yeah i'm bipolar like i like fluctuate crazy yeah large waves uh so like that's another thing it's just like how do you create when you're not feeling creative
1: it's hard yeah it's really hard you got
2: to push yourself and just write in the book and like you know get on stage still even though you're not feeling it and like it's weird man
1: yeah I'm, I'm so happy i spent memorial day weekend i, I recorded this thing for the, for the instagram i did i called it 32 and 32 kind of uh-huh. just ran through all 32 teams in the nfl and just like what their odds are for the super bowl division um you know strength of schedule and like a scheduling takeaway and whatnot yeah and i banged that out all in one weekend That's and correct. if i didn't there was no way i was maintaining that because right. like you said not even a funk it was just like Yo, I just want to like watch Stranger Things much. for the whole weekend. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. I don't want to be creative. I don't want to do anything. I, I just think that's just normal, though. It is. It is.
2: You but know? it's like amplified. Yeah. With me, at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. YouTube. Uh, how do you feel about YouTube nowadays?
2: I don't know. Someone told me the other day that it's dead. I, I don't I don't know. I don't. I I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I put. Uh, so we have like a bunch of sketches out on YouTube. The channel's called Handsome Dancer. Uh, and I took some of those sketches and I put them on Instagram Uh and people like people I'm very close to my stepbrother, like people were like, Oh dude, this is hilarious. Great new sketch. And I was like, this is a year old. You never saw, how did you never see this? You like, so people don't really, I think people will, are less, willing to go to a link in the bio and click on youtube and then have youtube open up and then tap it so it unmutes and wait for it to load if it's just in your instagram feed you'll swipe and watch it
1: isn't it unbelievable how lazy we've gotten dude it's crazy that like what you just said you have to do to go from your instagram to your youtube channel is 16 seconds 16 seconds i don't want to do it yeah Yeah. but no you're right like i'm i'm dying to and, and this goes this is pathetic to say but like, I'm dying to get ten thousand followers uh-huh. so I could have the swipe up thing because yeah. the engagement is so it's so significant. Yeah. Where like, uh, when you put in your Instagram story, or if you put in your post link in bio, it's like not a lot of people do that. No. I don't do that. I'm saying that as, as someone like me. But For like the sure. swipe up, it's just so convenient. Convenience is is key. The one thing I've noticed with Instagram is um, you're right. Like with the YouTube stuff, like when we post on Instagram, we were getting like 900,000 views on like. 30 second one minute videos where we would upload the same exact video on the youtube channel but it'd be longer because it'd be like the whole segment and get like 200 300 listens or, or, or views it's just it's just so the convenience man i think that's like the biggest thing right now people want it to be easy easily accessible and just like convenient
2: i think that's what it is man i think we're all lazy and we're getting stupider and stupider and we're just scrolling man just literally zombies scrolling on phones.
1: And, and the new thing the new thing I've noticed is everyone has added um, closed captions and subtitles to so the, the stand-up. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think
2: it ruins it, man. It,
1: it, so it's it's weird, like with stand-up, I can imagine, if I'm reading your joke, You're as ruining opposed to you- are the punchline. Yeah.
2: I don't get it. Yeah. And everybody's doing it, because nobody wants to, because people are watching on their to train, it's too loud, they don't have headphones it's just it all seems so thirsty to me, man
1: I was reading something on uh, on Forbes about that they say that eighty percent of people do that because when they're at work and they're scrolling they want to be on Instagram yeah it's the number one app in the world right now social media app that is so when you're scrolling and like you know say Matt's my boss and he's sitting next to me it's like all right if i'm if I'm watching this guy's stand up or this uh right. you know. Stephen a smith yelling on first take he could hear it but if i'm reading it right so that's why the new trend has become that but like yo it seems like every three four months there's like a new thing that's like catching on i know have you thought about going to like more uh instagram tv maybe
2: not really it's just not me
1: yeah it's not me feel like you gotta make that adjustment though man i know
2: i gotta do something something's gotta give and every time i'm at this point something does give and something's great happens and like I you know I'm just hoping that that trend continues.
1: Yeah, it's like a roller coaster. You but it is
2: literally a roller coaster, a- and it's funny because like I heard someone say this the other day. I don't remember who it was. Shit, but they were saying like we make it seem like a ups and downs are a bad thing, right? But like the funnest part of the roller coaster is going down the roller coaster. Yeah. So it's not really like it's part of it.
1: Yeah. No, i don't know no nah, but but you're right though because it, sh- it shapes you and and like you learn like we go back to the experience things like it's shit like that that shapes you and fuck it it even improves your comedy too for sure you know so as we're winding down right here uh what's like the next step what's uh like are you planning on touring come see
2: a show come see a show follow me at uh matt pavich comedy i post my shows on there uh, i'm at new york comedy club a lot which there's two of them in the city. There's one on 2nd Avenue and 4th Street. There's one on 24th Street and 2nd Avenue. Great club. Uh, DM me. I'll get you comp tickets or whatever. Uh, Yeah, say
1: say that you're from Veterans Minimum or else we're we're not going to give you those comps. Yeah, yeah. Say this from Veterans Minimum. Got to have some incentive there. Yeah.
2: And uh, what else? Check out the YouTube Handsome Dancer. Uh, There's a lot of really fun videos on there. Coincidence is the one that went viral, but there's a lot of other really good ones that I think uh, people will enjoy.
1: And last thing, as we sign off, every everything that he just mentioned will be in the description in the episode below, guys. Uh, you know, generic question, right? Like f- five years from now, where, where do you, ideally, where would you want to be?
2: Ideally, five years from now, I will be uh, on a TV show that I have created... So in some way maybe not like lead creator but some sort of producing role casting role i like casting stuff a lot
1: so you would like to be more of a behind the scenes or an on? no no i want to be i want to be
2: in it yeah gotcha. but, I, but i like i like both parts of it a lot so i would love to i i don't consider myself like just an actor like i'm more of like a creator yeah so i would love to be behind the scenes and on on camera
1: matt pavich ladies and gentlemen at matt pavich comedy on instagram yeah i appreciate you dog you can find me at the lamb show guys twitter instagram at veterans minimum is the show information and yeah if you guys are ever in new york city go out and watch matt hit him up and as far as we go we'll catch you next time